am your host, Francisco Cárdenas, Digital Strategy Director at Lerma, a next-generation agency based out of Dallas, Texas. You are now on Loud and Clear, and this is the fifth episode of the second season of our podcast. Today, we have a special show for you. Jorge Ferraiz from Latino Leaders interviews our principal and creative director, Aldo Quevedo, about the recent Reggie Award win for Avocados from Mexico for their last Super Bowl campaign and the approach on working from home in the time of a pandemic. Aldo is a pioneer in Hispanic advertising in the United States and he's responsible for bringing to life iconic creative campaigns and a leader that has been able to recruit folks who are leaders themselves in many agencies across the country. He was also the first Mexican to win a Cannes Lion. Latino Leaders Magazine, as some of you know, is a publication whose mission is connecting leaders and inspiring the future. They promote and publish stories of Latino success. Latino Leaders Magazine strives to showcase stories other than those often seen in the mainstream media. At the same time, demonstrate the influence Latinos maintain in this country. For more than a decade now, Latino Leaders Magazine has featured the top Latinos in the United States, including politicians, sports stars, business owners, and other relevant and successful leaders like Aldo. Enjoy the show, and thank you for a great interview. Aldo Quevedo, uh, Principal and Creative Director of Lerma, one of the most uh, important uh, digital marketing agencies in the U.S. Uh, you have many different clients and, and, and big clients and, and very relevant um, uh, you know, actions in marketing and strategies uh, based uh, in Dallas, Texas, right? So uh, welcome, Aldo. And uh, well, uh, mainly the, the, the topic or the, the, um, the, the, the fact that uh, prompted us to propose this interview with you or request this interview is because of, the, of the, your recent uh, um, award, the Reggie Award, uh, for uh, this great work that you and your team have been doing for Avocados from Mexico and, and the last Cinco de Mayo and the last Super Bowl and uh, I guess many other things. But um, uh, in order to, to start with uh, some questions that we already have prepared, Aldo, congratulations. And could you explain us a little bit uh, what is this uh, award uh, about and, and how do you get it? Yeah, thank you. First, first of all, uh, thank you to Jorge and you know Latino Leaders Magazine to, for the invitation. This is an honor. Uh, so yes, I mean we've uh, we're very happy because of this recognition for the latest work we did for Super Bowl uh, last year. This is for 2019, okay. and uh, the, the the particular program that we did for Avocados from Mexico is the digital program for their effort during February. Uh, we do not take care of the TV. We, that is Energy BBDO, another agency that is uh, in the roster of Avocados. But yeah. we are in charge of the entire digital program. So this award, to your question, is in the best use of creative technology uh, category for the Regis. Regis is the ANA, the Association of American National Advertisers. And it's a very, very important uh, recognition to us because it's given by uh, clients. So, so we're excited and happy uh, having a silver in a very competed uh, arena, you know, technology, uh, technology and use of uh, creativity is, is uh -huh. very, very hard to get. And we are exci excited and, you know, super thrilled that we got it. 
of course. So, so let me let me see if uh, I understood. So this is specifically for some uh, strategy that you did for the last Super Bowl last year. Correct. Twenty nineteen. So the program is called uh, uh, anything for Avos, which is uh -huh. if you remember last year the Super Bowl commercial was about dogs training humans using avocados. Yeah. So that was a TV commercial, and we the, very funny the, by the, the way. The entire thank you. The, that was the MGB video. So they we developed the entire digital program for that. You know the platform that came out. You know two weeks before the Super Bowl. You know we gave out prizes. We had technology uh, to to adopt uh, dogs and to pair you human with your favorite recipe. Yeah. Uh, we actually had uh, a lot of other things and activities for people to come in and have fun and obviously learn about the message about you know that avocados are worth it, no, no matter how you eat them, it's always worth having an avocado. Of course. And uh, well, help us to understand for those of us that are not precisely in the marketing and in, in the digital marketing business, which is uh, a speciality inside and a speciality, how do you develop a marketing campaign? What, what, what are the, the different processes or the different steps for a process and, and how do you uh, make sure that it's going to have certain success and, and certain, uh, you know, uh, uh, force or, or power to, to sell? That is a good question because we normally start with the, with the objectives from the client. In this case, the objective was to communicate that avocados are a must-have during the Super Bowl. Uh, if, you, if you know uh, guacamole uh, consumption during the Super Bowl week and, and that specific day, it's amazing, it's incredible, it's the highest of the year. So we always start with an, with an objective. In this case, our objective was to have impressions and, 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 and views of that commercial to make sure that people understood the messaging and uh, to reinforce the, the, the communication that avocados are worth it and are delicious. Uh, so with that message in, in, our, our, in front of us uh, and that objective, we start developing uh, ideas for the, the, the combined the TV commercial that was going to be aired during the Super Bowl, uh, with something that's going to be very engaging for social media and digital. The challenge is that you cannot talk about the Super Bowl commercial before the Super Bowl. So it's kind of a working backwards. You have the TV commercial and you need to kind of a put something before. So when people see the commercial, people go like, okay, I get it. That's why everything's connected. So that's yeah. one of the challenges that we have had uh, for the past five years uh, in this, in this uh, Super Bowl programs for avocados. Uh, we are very proud because this is the fifth year where the brand has been named the top or second in, in most mentioned and in a high, you know, level of uh, purchase intent. So that's a little wow. bit of how we got to the idea. Once you have the objectives, once you put all the mechanics together and we look for a way to make sure people remember, engage and, 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 and play with the concept, if you will, no? Mm -hmm. Now, uh, Aldo, what is the difference between a, a, a marketing campaign and a digital marketing campaign? I mean, I, I guess I get it in, in terms that digital will be more using uh, digital media, right? But, but in, in terms of uh, strategizing, in, in terms of the, the, the outreach that you have in a, in a digital campaign versus a traditional campaign, uh, based on, on, on the different elements what would you say are, are the either the big differences or 
the advantages of, uh, of doing um, uh, digital That campaigns? is a great question because not a lot of people uh, see the difference. And uh, a campaign, a traditional campaign, assumes the, the, the target, the consumers, are only recipients of the message and they just see it and basically that's a, a monologue, if you will. Yeah. In a digital campaign and a social, including digital, it's a dialogue and it's a back and forth. So when we create something that is coming from the digital uh, side, it has to come from that mindset of, okay, we're going to put this in front of, the, of people. They first need to find it entertaining. Uh, they find it interesting and new and informative. And uh, we want people to reply to it, uh, post, uh, give their opinions for or against. Obviously, it's part of the same thing. But uh, it is something that we it's meant to create dialogue and engagement with the brand. And that's okay. a huge difference between a regular campaign and a digital campaign. Now, is, uh, are, the, are the profile of consumers the same? Or, uh, for example, if you're going to do like a traditional campaign and a digital campaign, are, are the, is the same outreach uh, or, or how do you evaluate those differences? Yeah, the mindset of the, of the consumer, the avocado lover, should be the same. But since this is a particularly uh, important campaign for avocados from Mexico, it happens to be for the Super Bowl, we're casting a, bigger, uh, a larger net. So we're talking to everybody. Yeah. Even people that are not going to consume avocados, but people that are paying attention to the game, to the advertising, to the commercials and all that. So, yes, you're right. In theory, our core target is that avocado lover. Uh, and there's a certain metrics, you know, how many avocados you eat per year qualifies you to be light user or colossal user. Mm -hmm. I'm a Mexican, so I, we normally eat like three or four avocados per week. So by those yeah. metrics, we are super colossal consumers. Uh -huh. But uh, in some cases, uh, some, some people just eat three or four a year and they fall into another category. For Super Bowl, again, we're looking, at, we're talking to all of, all of them. Okay. Now, Aldo, uh, how, I got the impression that the, the, the avocado, the concept of the, of the product has, has become a little bit sophisticated. It's not. It's not a. a it's not marketed uh, like you would imagine a traditional uh, produce product yeah. would be would be marketed, right? You. You. you I think someone behind uh, the brand has been, or or someone, or or many people, maybe a team has been, you know, elevating the the image and the concept of the avocado into something. A little bit more sophisticated, right? Absolutely. You, the, the, the fun thing and the, the amazing thing, more than fun, is that avocado is a passion point for a lot of people. You mm -hmm. love avocado. You may like oranges. You may like carrots, but you love avocado. And that's the main difference. That's the main connection uh, that is deep uh, and that allows Avocados from Mexico as a brand to talk in a very fun and engaging way to consumers. Uh, we want to believe that the client's uh, efforts in the, this last six years have made avocados be what they are in the country. Mm -hmm. so, so yes, it, it's a very different and distinct uh, relationship between a fruit and a person that you haven't seen any, in any other category. Yeah, of course. And, 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 and what do you think has been the reaction of the consumer, what 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 has changed in the in the consumption habit of the avocado since since you started you know working on the brand 
uh, to this day? What, what has changed? What has been, you know, what is different from when, when, when like maybe, I don't know, uh, some years ago when, when we, we hadn't out this kind of concept or these kind of campaigns? Yeah, so Avocados from Mexico, the company, uh, is really focused, you know, single-minded and focused on, 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 on a message, which is avocados are available all year here in the U.S. because mm -hmm. of, you know, very specific characteristics in Michoacán, Mexico, where the avocados come from. You, you know, the weather, the soil, etc. they make this food be available all year. So when you have some avocados uh, coming from California and some other places that are only for certain season, three, four months in the, in the, in, during the year, that makes avocados from Mexico the, the huge solution for that tension. People love avocados, they can eat it all year. And I think to your question, six years ago when we started working for them, uh, And we, by no means, we say we are responsible for the success of avocados. I think Alvaro, Luque, Yvonne, Kevin, and the entire group of marketers in that company are really genius trying to make sure that they're paying attention to what people say. But we feel that since we started working with them to today, you see the, the passion for avocados, the love for avocados, just growing exponentially. It might be that they're available It might be that everybody now knows that it's a super fruit with all these nutrients and all that, that combines the, 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 the health benefits with the taste. You know, kale could be as healthy, but it doesn't taste as good. So, so avocados is a, it's a unique uh, solution and a proposition to consumers. So we are expecting that love to just keep growing exponentially. I don't think that people will go, get tired or bored from avocados in the near future. Mm -hmm. Now, Aldo, I would like to ask you now about a little bit about yourself. Uh, tell us a little bit. I mean, I, uh, you already told us uh, you are from Mexico, and uh, I know that you, you attended the Tech de Monterrey, famous uh, institute for technology uh, in, in, uh, in some campus in, in central Mexico. But uh, tell us more about uh, what, what brought you when you were young to, to go to this school and to maybe uh, enroll into a marketing or, or communication or advertising career? Yeah, well, I'm originally from Cuernavaca, Morelos, Mexico. Uh, mm -hmm. I've been in the country, in the U.S. since 1996, so it's a long time. Uh, mm -hmm. the, uh, we became citizens maybe eight years ago, uh, maybe a little longer. Uh, the, the key thing for us, for, in my family, it's always been, you know, my mother always you know, supported, you know, whatever passion we have. And I always like TV, TV productions, movie, movies, and, and, you know, the things behind the cameras. So as I started going into high school and then designing colleges, I wanted to be an engineer. Uh, oh. But the, uh, the career was not available in Tec de Monterrey, in Cuernavaca, my, my, my uh -huh. hometown. So, but one of the things that was opening, one of the careers that was opening was uh, communication sciences. And I said, well, I'll do that while I get to Mexico City for the engineer career. And uh, I loved it. You know, marketing, TV production, radio production. Uh, it was fascinating. So I said, this is what I really want to do. I stayed there. I started working after I finished in a couple of places, uh, but uh, I came into the advertising world through Ogilvy and, and, and Mader in Mexico. Now it's only Ogilvy. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I stayed there for six years, and then I moved to Dallas uh, for a little agency that is no longer around. I went back to Mexico, uh, and then I, you know, 
got to, to, to Dallas again through DST, which was founded at that time in 96. And uh, I've been in Lerma for the last uh, almost eight years. In, um, I love it. I wouldn't change it for anything. And uh, I think that, you know, the, the most fun I've had uh, in my career in this last eight years. So it's, it's great. And so summarizing almost 30 years of career in this two minutes. And, and, and what has been your capacity? What, 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 what is the, the area? Because I, we know uh, advertising is, is complex. Now is that you have the part of the, of the client attention and yeah. client account management, and then you have the, the creative part, and then you have the production side and the transit side. So, so what, has, what has been your, your kind of specialty in all these years? So my, my role is principal and creative director of the agency at, at Lerma. Uh, I think that, you know, more than ever in this industry, you have to wear many hats. You know, although I might, my main role is creating or, or, you know, supervising and pushing the creative ideas from all the groups within the mm -hmm. agency. Uh, I think we also have to have the responsibility of, of, you know, giving client service, you know, making sure that we're paying attention to their problems and their business uh, situations so we can provide solutions. You need to know a little bit about production. You need to know a lot about digital and how yeah. that behavior, you know, happens to be different from traditional advertising. So, again, my role is technically a creative director, but I think here at Lerma we are all, you know, a little bit of everything with your specialization, no? Our... Uh, director of digital is also creative and is very creative and we have our director of planning that also comes back with great headlines or great insights you know indistinctly so i think it's is there really the future of the business where you have to be more than your title describes it yeah now tell us uh, what other campaigns have you participated from other clients that you can uh, tell us a story on on what were what was the need or what was the the, the approach and, and how did you develop the idea and, and work on the marketing campaign? Yeah, right now we're working for uh, one of our clients uh, for KDP, uh, Clamato. I don't know if you're familiar with the, mm -hmm. the tomato juice. And, you know, if you had a michelada, you know, yes. you know what Clamato is. Of course. Uh, the, the, the challenge for that brand or the objective is to make uh, Clamato the next, uh, make micheladas the next margaritas. Just mm -hmm. like it's a, Mex a Mexican drink, you know, margaritas, lime, tequila, etc. Uh, yeah. We want to push, uh, you know, the, the, the love for micheladas that we Mexicans feel to other cultures. So we've done that, you know, started by, you know, Clamato was only talking to the, to the Hispanic market for the first two years. Uh, and now in the last two years, we've actually reached out to general market uh, to make sure that everybody's aware. And it's going very successfully. So... So we're excited about that. Uh, that's happening as, as, as we're speaking right now. We are about yeah. to launch. Then this little thing happening, the pandemic, put a little break on the, the plans. But that's one of the things that we're working on that we're very excited. Uh, we're also working with a Home Depot. Uh, Home Depot, to me, is an example of resiliency, service, you know, passion, hard work, and love for the community. And uh, we're really proud to be their partners in the Hispanic side. Uh, and Richard Group is the main agency for, for general market. But we've been helping them, you know, craft the messaging about, you know, what the, off the, the stores are offering, you know, thanking the associates, etc. So I think it's a, it's a great thing to do. Uh, so those two things are happening right now. 
And just recently, we finished a couple of projects that we are very proud about. One was for making the gun control debate uh, be more aware, more top of, of, uh, of mind. And we created something that we actually financed as an agency ourselves uh, and put it out there for social media and, and digital radio. So we're very happy about that. And, you know, Lerma has always been an agency that contributes to the community as much as help clients win. Uh, so we try to balance it out, and that's what keeps us busy lately. Could you could you could you tell us more about that uh, gun control initiative? How what is the uh, strategy? What is the platform? The arguments, or or what is what what is the actions that you're taking to to maybe I don't know what the objective of the campaign is. If it's uh, just uh, make some people uh, uh, create awareness, or or what what is uh, that? I think that's a that's a that's a good uh, uh, description. What was the objective? I think everybody's been you know, just what happened. You know, this week in, in Minnesota, uh, you can actually share your hashtag, your photo, and all that, and move on. But we wanted to go be, beyond that for the gun control uh, debate. We wanted to make sure that people had a, a way to connect with their representatives and demand and and uh, you know put that item in the in the discussion and do something about it so as an agency we said okay we are all posting about you know gun control now you know after the latest shooting everybody's outraged and everybody's like oh my god what do we do so we decided to do a, a radio campaign uh, that we put on on several uh, radio stations digital and, and, and terrestrial where we actually used Real, real audio from the shootings from Las Vegas, from uh, Odessa, and from El Paso, which, as you can imagine, those sounds are terrifying. So, so we had, and I'm going to send you uh, the case study that we have. Uh, so, we created this radio spot saying, "Yes, this is a concert in Las Vegas, uh, but those are not fireworks. It's actually the sound and uh, of the type of weapon. This many rounds and this many people uh, died because of mm -hmm. this. This cannot keep happening." And we yeah. actually asked people to go to a link to, to talk to the representative. So we decided, designed a landing page, you know, some, you know, merchandise, some things to make people aware. But the most important thing is for people to take action and to write whatever you are, whatever you heard, uh, you know, this message, you know, you're in Mexico or in the U.S. If you are in, in, in any state, you can actually click on this link and it'll connect you to your local representative so you can write uh, directly to them. Okay, and, and for example, link so you can you can have it. Yeah, yeah, that would be that would be very interesting because uh, I don't know that I don't know if I mean uh, this should be motivated by certain data or information that that you and your agency must have uh, about the involvement or the impact that uh, the gun uh, the gun industry or the gun activity uh, is having in the in the Hispanic community. Uh, is that is that a, an assertion that could be valid? Yes, absolutely. I mean, there were there was there, there were some you know mind blowing statistics. You know, 100 people are killed by guns every day in the U.S. Uh, uh, and things like that just make you feel, you know, we have our job is to communicate ideas, connect brands with people, 
And I, I feel, and Pete Lerma feels the same way, that we have the responsibility of, of putting this type of work or craft that we, you know, we do dedicate our lives to uh, in the service of community and, and, and well-being. So, mm-hmm. so we decided to do that. But yes, those, those numbers and all that are in the case study that I'll send you. And you can also go to, uh, uh, I'll send you the, the link and everything. Yeah. But, uh, it is something that motivated us to, to help and do something about it. Now, uh, Pete, uh, Aldo, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, what uh, you you are you are probably in the current age of what is now you know the, the a very important part of, of marketing efforts, right? Uh, especially with with all the, the restrictions for going out and all that. I think uh, social media, digital marketing has become. Are very relevant and very important, and people are participating in different levels. Uh, what do you see in the future? What, what is going to happen with this uh, industry, with these messages? Um, there's questions out there. For example, uh, is 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 uh, digital marketing covering all the all the uh, groups, uh, ethnic groups? Uh, is digital marketing covering all age groups, all all socioeconomical groups? Uh, and then, for example, what is going to happen? Is, is there going to be like a saturation uh, of information in social media? Uh, we understand also that people, uh, you know, d- 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 based on the things you like and the sites you follow, uh, your your uh, a network, uh, you know, kind of builds itself around you. So when you browse on the internet, They, they offer you, you know, the kind of things that you are usually looking at or, or more interested. So based on, on these assumptions that I don't even know if they are uh, real or not, but w- what do you see well, as, a, as a digital marketer? What do you see in the future for, for all of us in this industry? So the question would be, would have a different answer if we were talking about it in February than today. I think, you know, digital marketing was going to a place what was which was very, very important in the marketing tool or arsenal for clients. Uh, it is something that it's not a, should I do digital marketing? Should I be on social media? As a brand, you have to. You know, there's, some, there's a conversation happening already about you. You choose whether to be a part of it or not, as always, Pete Lerma always says to clients. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a matter of, of should, should I, but why not? Have you done it? Or haven't you done it? Uh, that was kind of a, in early, you know, January, February, early in the year. Today, we have seen, you know, massive, you know, shift in, in the use of social media from people working from home, obviously, you know, with the ones that we are blessed that we have a job and we can, you know, practice from, from home and still be connected and, you know, be productive. Uh, I feel that, you know, social channels have actually shifted to a way that are not necessarily the center of our, our of our life but they're enabling our lives you can see yoga classes you know any type of classes on online virtual happy hours etc so i think they're actually allowing us to to keep functioning socially uh, and i feel that Uh, as a marketer, it's exciting and scary at the same time if you think about it because you know social channels and all the metrics and all the things that follow you through the algorithms and all that they know more than uh, they know more about us than ourselves right mm-hmm. uh, the exchange of your privacy 
you know, your privacy for a service. Some people don't care. And, you know, the idea now that, you know, the cookies and all these the, the data points that are floating around about you, I personally think, you know, they shouldn't be overused uh, mm-hmm. as a marketer. I mean, it's a great tool. It's a great, big data is amazing if you know how to harness and, and use it for a benefit of a brand. But I think yeah. it's overused. And now we are bombarding people ourselves as, 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 as you know, consumers, if you will. But uh, I think it's annoying. Mm-hmm. You know, how many times you've gone to a place to browse a pair of sneakers uh, and all of a sudden you buy them and then you keep going over some other places in online and that banner keeps following you yeah. without knowing that you already bought the things that they're advertising. So I think, you know, programmatic advertising and, and this big data use usage is not necessarily uh, well implemented. And I feel that the future, to your question, I think the future is going to have or beg for more refinement on, on, on how to use that that big data and that those points of knowledge of each person uh, for a better in a better way. I don't know mm-hmm. that that answers your question directly, but uh, I feel that we should see if it's not going to happen, we should see it a more responsible use of uh, personal data uh, mm-hmm. for 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 brands and to connect with people. Yeah, yeah, and there's also the the aspect of cybersecurity, right? Because yeah. I mean these days. Uh, it is more dangerous that someone enters your iPhone than someone entering your home. Correct. Uh, they, they can get more from you, right? So, so uh, and I think, you know, uh, digital marketing plays a, a big role here because if you are uh, asking, especially the, the, the kind of marketing that you were telling us in which you are asking people to interact and to, and to post and to Correct. follow you and to, you know, maybe like or things like that, um, what what is the dangers uh, out there? What do you see, or, or what what we should do, or is there something we can do both as consumers and and as marketers to take care of these? I think the, the response is uh, not as easy, but I feel it starts with responsibility uh, on both sides. Uh, on, as, as a marketer as an advertising uh, agency or, or professional, I think you need to see everything that you're putting out there through the lens of, would I really be interacting with that? Would I really be entertained by that? Mm-hmm. Is it really alleviating attention that I have in my life that only this brand can do? Or is it only like pandering or, you know, obsessively, you know, follow me through all my journey online. So I think that is a responsibility that we need to, to do. And also on the, on, the, on the receiving side, I think we also, we as people need to understand what you're giving up for in return of what. No, I mean, is it worth, you know, signing in with your Facebook credentials for every website that you go to and then it's already out there. So I think we just need to learn. I, don't, I feel that in general, we don't, really know what we're giving out or what's out there. We mm-hmm. feel that we are a little more naive saying, oh, it's okay. It's only my name and my email. Yeah. But there are many more things linked to those uh, data points uh, than we believe. Yeah, that's true. Well, I think that's that's a concern that everybody has, right? Because, I mean, in the past, uh, you would be like, uh, if you, I mean, you, you used to shop uh, in the mall, man, yeah, you, you need to take care of your wallet and you need to take care of where you, you park. And if someone is following you or, or I don't know, the, the, you don't lose your credit card or things like that. But now that you are at your home and you're 
buying online. You need to take care of all the things that, that are st still, you know, real dangers out there uh, that, that, I mean, uh, some, some of us are not even uh, well aware of. No. Yeah, I feel that you know the idea of sharing your information online it makes us uh, uh, more vulnerable to phishing and to scams and all that. I think brands need to be very responsible for not being associated with any of those things, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, but more than anything, just to, to to make sure that your programs are not uh, asking too many things from the consumer to mm -hmm. make them feel kind of a, not uh, uneasy to share everything, no? Yeah. I mean, right now, we're trying to work for, on, on behalf of several clients where we just need to get your email, but not everything else that everybody is asking. And sometimes the programs, the actual physical programs and algorithms require more, more things. So it's kind of a balancing act. How do I make this uh, work for our clients and have some data that we can then use later? But without exactly. being intrusive and you know borderline, you know, yeah, uh, invasive. All right. Well, I think I think uh, uh, the Reggie Award uh, is is uh, just another award on your long list of uh, recognitions, and I understand you also were the first uh, uh, Mexican marketer or advertiser who who won a Alliance uh, Award in Cannes. Thank you. So that's also to be very proud of, and and your career. Uh, uh, definitely has has uh, been uh, a very successful one. Uh, we we do have uh, a question from uh, some of the people that are participating in this interview. Aldo, I will. Uh, I did introduce Jimena uh, Vivanco, our our uh, assistant editor, uh, before, but uh, she is there uh, co-hosting this uh, this uh, interview with us, and uh, she is the one uh, taking care of the question. So. Jimena, um, please uh, go ahead. Yes. Hi, Aldo. So one of the questions that came up is what new technology or mix of technologies have truly blown your mind? So some examples could be VR, 360 audio, et cetera. Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, and I think that the best use of technology is the one that is really addressing something uh, for the, per, for the person that you don't feel that it's technology, but you feel like it's a great solution or a cool thing to share. You know, in the for the World Cup, I mean, what, something that blew my mind was uh, something that Fox uh, Sports did uh, that had this virtual uh, press box that where you could actually sit down, be watching the actual game, you know, and interacting through around, you know, and that was uh, two years ago. So I'm sure that today the technology allows more stuff to do even better things, but I felt that it didn't really have the the, the, the taste of this is technology. It was just a, an incredible thing to 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 witness and to experience, which is being at the game, you know, from one of the cameras, which was behind one of the goals, and just see everything as you as if you were there. So I I really like that. Uh, a little bit of what you said, Jorge, about the the Reggie Award that we won, uh, and going to Ruben's uh, question a little bit together, is we feel that technology, when it's put together with an idea and another you know, component to create something cool is what should blow in everybody's mind. For avocados, what we did is we used uh, IBM uh, Watson, IBM's Watson. But now it's not new technology, but you know, at that time it was like the cutting edge. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so what we did is get all the analytics and we actually matched 
we we partnered with pets.com uh, adoptapet.com uh-huh. and we had you answer five questions to match you with a dog that were that was you know kind of a you know i like you and then we gave you the name of the dogs that were in your zip code so to me oh. that was very interesting because people were not kind of playing you you wanted to adopt a dog this was the best way to do it right and a, and a computer to, it helped you you know guided you through the way so we did that and we also had watson recommend a recipe that went great for your personality. Now that you adopted a dog, you should try this guacamole, right? So yeah. so that was you know, one of the components that got the most traction and a lot of people used it. So hopefully, you know, that answers the question that what, what blows my mind is something that people want to share, experience and participate and just make it, you know, viral, no? Yes. Do we have any, any uh, more questions, Jimena? So one more question, which is a fun one, but going back to avocados from Mexico, um, someone's asking who invented the avocado toast. So during the question. whole, <laughs> it is especially right now with you know avocado toast trending everywhere. Um, do you have an answer to that? I don't know, but if we find out who, who invented it, we need to thank him a thousand, a million times on behalf of avocados from Mexico because that has been a trend that is crazy. Uh, we, you know, in Mexico, as you know, you know, we eat avocados in a tortilla and there's no toast or anything fancy. But, uh, you know, certainly avocado toast got the, the popularity when a big investment, investor said that millennials were spending money on avocado toast instead of send, <laughs> saving money for their homes and all that. I think it's obviously an, an exaggeration, but it's it's pop culture now. I mean, avocado toasts are part of the culture. Uh, I wouldn't say millennials in general. Everybody loves avocado toast. Uh, but no, I, I can I can look it up and then get back to uh, Alfonso later. About yeah. That. Okay. Well, uh, I, uh, do we have any more questions? Uh, why are we watching movies, shows, documentaries, uh, oof, everything? I think, you know, the one thing that allows this, uh, you know, pandemia or this stay, stay at home uh, allows us to do is to search and look for new things to watch. Uh, I, you know, I love, you know, great movies. And you know, I just finished that Devs. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it uh, on FX. It's mm-hmm. about a, a group of developers, you know, creating yeah. something incredible. And, uh watch it if you can uh it's amazing the 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 one thing that i feel is uh, good to watch is something that you cannot see what's happening i think a professional deformation for advertising people is you know what's going to happen you know the person walking by the window you know uh, the killer is going to jump out or whatever yeah that show devs was completely mind-blowing because of the unexpectedness of, of the whole thing now um uh Aldo. Before before wrap, wrapping up, I, I I would like to go over a little bit on the on something that is uh, uniting all, all of us because we're under the same circumstances, and that is what you just mentioned at the beginning of our talk that you were working from home and 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 and, and you are uh, you know kind of adapting. So so in in, in your specific position in your specific uh, work and uh, job in at Lerma. Uh, what has been the challenges of working from home? Are you are you fully adopted, you and your team and the agency, or are you thinking in, in, in coming back to the agency like you were before? 
or it's going to be like partial, different? What has been the big challenges that working from home from you? And I'm sure I'm not going to say anything new, uh, but I feel that the very first part of the, you know, go home and work from there was the uncertainty on how that was going to be like. And uh, I feel that, you know, months after we've been doing it, now we found a system, a routine, everybody's like already used to the Zoom, the Teams, the Skype calls and all that. I think going back to the office is going to be the same uncertainty, you know, about, you know, how many people are going to come in, how many people are allowed per, you know, meeting rooms, etc. So I feel that it's human to be afraid of, of uncertainty. Mm-hmm. And uh, right now, after, you know, we, we were one of the first agencies in Dallas to go home, to go home. Uh, I think it was March 9th or something like that. It's been uh, a while and I think it's going to take us a while to go back. You know, we just had a conversation yesterday with the leadership team, with uh, Pete Lerma and the, and the other principals. And we were saying, when are we coming back? When we feel it's the right time. I, I don't think we're rushing to go back. Uh, although Pete was at the office today, <laughs> uh, but uh, on his own, he was the only person there. Yeah. But the key thing is how do we make sure that we're not uh, spreading the the virus and, you know, we're kind of containing it to help the the hospitals and all that, that you don't have to mention. But the idea yeah. is, how is that changing us? I think it's going to change us forever. I think it's going to make us work in a very different way. I think it's going to make us appreciate being together even more so. You know, I feel, you know, as if I'm with you guys in a meeting room just talking to you. But in the in the early days, two months ago, it was very weird. It yeah. was very weird to be talking to the camera and all that. But right now we're completely used to, to this type of things. I feel that the, the way of working... Uh, for advertising, at least, uh, cannot talk about other industry. Uh, it's it's changed has changed forever. I think it's been more uh, efficient, uh, effective. We are when we're connecting, we are actually doing things and making sure things are happening. And we, the one thing that I miss the most is the human interaction, the back and forth, the bantering, the talking about anything. Uh, you know, Cesar just asked, "What are we? What are we watching?" We actually set up some. Uh, teams calls just to talk about those things because that is the one thing that we're missing that you know water cooler coffee at the, you know the kitchen conversations yeah. i think we need to uh, adapt to the new reality but i feel it's changing us forever all right okay so i love one more question before we leave um so what has been the most difficult product you have found to market And how did you end up managing this challenge? The very first thing that comes to mind is uh, tobacco, chewing tobacco. They were introducing Mexico, Skull, the brand. And I'm completely against smoking or tobacco products. And although we talked to the president of the agency at that time, it was an international account that we couldn't say no. Uh, We had to work on it and we had to make sure that it was the best it could be, but I always felt super uncomfortable working for that product. I wouldn't do it again. And now that I have the experience and I know that I can say, you know, I don't feel, you know, comfortable working about that, you know, trying to convince people to smoke. Uh, that was, so the way we manage is go through it and then do it. You know, I cannot tell you any different. Uh, there are more, there are products or categories more difficult than others. Cars are completely different. They are more about 
uh, brand loyalty. And there's a huge funnel of consumer, you know, journey to see what the TV commercial needs to do to the dealer's, you know, brochure. Uh, each one has a, a different role and it's a complicated account uh, or category. Uh, others are more fun, you know, soft drinks are super fun, but there's more brand loyalty and anything else. Uh, avocados are super fun. I mean, that's one of my favorite brands right now. Uh, yeah. I feel that there's a lot of fertile territory to be created with an avocado uh, that a lot of other brands don't allow you to do. So I don't know that I'm answering the question directly, but you know, that's kind of the first thing that came to mind. No, yeah, that was yeah. perfect. Yeah, because if you if you don't have passion for what you're doing and and the, and the message behind that, I mean, uh, I mean, maybe you can do a good job because you're a professional, but but the the, the element of passion and the element of uh, really you know enjoying uh, that that is it makes a difference in the outcome uh, is not there, right? You you need to truly believe that your brand has something unique that is going to help people. Uh, in a certain way. If you do yeah. not believe that, you, you're not prepared to work you yeah. know, completely or honestly uh, for that brand, for sure. Exactly. Well, Aldo, it has been great, a great conversation. Thank you very much. We Thank you. We have learned a lot of uh, marketing or digital marketing. We have discussed about avocados and how to eat them. And, 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 and we knew about you and your uh, impressive career as an advertiser, as a marketer. So thank you very much. And we wish you uh, a, a lot more of success uh, with the, the future digital marketing campaigns. And perhaps we can we can talk about uh, them uh, in the future again and, and, and see what is what are you guys doing to, to promote the different uh, products. Uh, as I understand, your firm, Lerma, is, uh, is a specialized in the Hispanic market and, and well, uh, uh, all, all of us are part of that market. So it is uh, double, double interesting for, for most of us. So thank you very much for your time. And I wanted to thank you because Latino Leaders is one of the, the huge, uh, you know, proponents of not only advertising, but, you know, entrepreneurship and Hispanics making in this country. So what you guys are doing is amazing. So I wanted to thank, thank you. you for that. And thank you for the invitation. And obviously, you know, We'll be here for whatever you need. And I'll send you the link of that case study about uh, gun control so you can share it if you want. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. Well, congratulations again. Thank you. And uh, Thank you be safe and enjoy your weekend. You guys. Bye, you too. We hope you enjoyed the interview and got a little glimpse on how Lerma brings campaigns to life in collaboration with our clients and partners. We really do care and give a shit about advertising and our clients. This has been Loud and Clear. Please follow Aldo on Twitter and Instagram on at Q-W-A-C-K. At Q-W-A-C-K. If you enjoy this show, please rate us and post your comments on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate the feedback. This is your host, Francisco Cárdenas. And until next time, we'll hear you loud and clear.